What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. We've got a couple things to touch today, especially on the second half of the podcast. We'll be touching some trades, trade rumors. I know most of them won't go down for a while, but we're starting to hear rumblings of teams possibly blowing up that the Blazers could do deals with. But unfortunately, we got to talk about a, a rough week, something that if you go back and watch our last pod, we were thinking like, could the Blazers only lose one game, maybe go undefeated until Christmas? Well, that did not happen. We are one and three on this week. We lose to the Mavericks, beat the sorry Rockets, but then lose twice to the sorry OKC Thunder. And we're recording this now right after another close loss, three-point loss to the Thunder. I think we're just going to start with these past two games because this has arguably been the low point of the season. You know, I really thought we were going to win both of these games, to be honest. You know, it's unfortunate that we lose by one possession in both games. And, you know, the Thunder are bad, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily poverty. I mean, they kind of are. I mean, but they're, you know, 46% win rate. They're not as bad as people think they are. But it's just unfortunate that we have to lose by one possession in both games. This last game was r- really rough. Um, <coughs> we shot better, got more rebounds. Uh, they had the same amount of turnovers. So how did we lose? Well, I'd say we did not get to the line a lot at all, which is a big factor, how we lost this game. And, you know, it makes sense. Thunder are going to get to line. They're one of the most – they drive the most out of any team in the league. Uh, Corey said that stat, so remember that one off the top of my uh, head. Corey. But, um, yeah, just a really unfortunate loss. It sucks. I don't think we should have lost this game. I think the refs sold a yeah. little bit. And at the end, too, Dame got fouled on the final shot, the game-tying shot. He got fouled on the drive. I got a question got on hit. that. He got hit on the hand. Yeah, I got a no question No one's talking on about it. No one's talking about it. So just for to preface for those that obviously no one knows, uh, we didn't watch the game tonight, me and West. Yeah. We were right. doing some Christmas things. We only caught the final two minutes with no sound. So we thought the Blazers were challenging the, the play when Dame got hit just because they were showing it a lot. But I'm assuming they didn't challenge it, Cody, or did they? Did they I was watching it? the sound off too. My brother uh, was yelling. That's unfortunate. I don't think they challenged it. Um, but when I look at this game, I just look at the box score and I see no player score 20 points. Um, Dame goes 6 and 19, 2 of 11 from the field. It looks like we actually had a pretty solid game from the bench. Uh, we Dame got played well. It's six hard. from Eubanks, eight from Watford. Keon played eight minutes, got hit his only shot of the game, and then Shane had eight points. So I can't really give a full analysis of, the, of this game when I when I didn't watch it, but I did see Winslow went out with an ankle injury. We probably need to take a look at that and see if that's going to be a couple games, maybe of a week or two. But it seems like if you're only scoring 98 points against the Thunder, do you deserve to win? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, it was a tough game. Obviously caught the last two minutes. And like you said, Cody, the thing that was the difference in the game was the free throw disparity. And it's interesting because I saw a lot of people complaining about this on Twitter or just on social media. And it's it's the Blazers have been one of the best teams in the league all season at getting to the line. And it's interesting that you get outshot. Was it 32? I think 32 free throws. 32 free throws over the both games. You couple that with the fact you lose by one possession each game. And it's just, I don't know what to say, honestly, because you think when it's a one possession game for both games, you're going to win one. We lose on a buzzer beater, lose on, you know, just the Thunder closed the game out. I mean, we didn't close it out game one. Simons had the turnover. Simons and Dame got confused in the backcourt. Good teams will make you pay. Thunder aren't, aren't a good team, but they made us pay anyway. But 
Shea gets to the line a ton, and it's really frustrating to watch, unfortunately. But a lot of free throws, a lot of free throws for the Thunder. So, yeah, I really do think the refs sold a little bit, but I'm not gonna get too mad about that because the reality is there is no excuse to losing to the Thunder twice and Mavericks just going, you know, one and three on this road trip so far, and probably one and four given we have to play the number one seed tomorrow, the Nuggets. But we'll get to that later. Um, did you guys watch the last Thunder game? My chance. Yeah, I did. We watched the whole game. Honestly, the funny thing about that game is I thought we were in control the whole time and we were going to win. I didn't have, I wasn't concerned at all. I was like, oh, we're up two. We're inbound of the ball. You know, we got to stop. Dame's making big shots down the stretch. I just thought we were going to pull it out because we're just a superior team with a superior talent. And that turnover coupled with a make, coupled with Dame running into Josh Hart near the end. Yeah. And then. I think that was one of our last offensive sessions. But if you leave a team like this this close with a guy that can get to a spot and is having an all-star caliber season, that's just you – that you run the risk of that happening, and we go down. And again, they were both, they were both similar lost. games. They are both similar games. We They're were leading both thing. games, and then we let them – we never extended our lead more than like six to eight, and then we just let them stay. They came back, made their run, made us pay like you said. Unfortunate. Yeah. I, I want to bring something up. up. That is, can I, can I read it? Yeah. I'm going to read this out. Uh, we posted this on Instagram a little while ago, and it it kind of explains our thoughts about the past two games. We say, as you can see by the post, I'm pissed at this game just like everyone. However, some things people are saying just don't make sense. Two weeks ago, people were saying Chauncey is a coach of the year candidate. Now he's a terrible coach. Jeremy Grant is an all-star right now. Now he's mid. Just stuff like that. And that's not just random people saying that. That's big Blazer sources slash pages. And we're talking about not verified Twitter people that work for the Blazers that are professional and do this thing as yeah, a we're, job. We're, we're talking like people that are in our position. Like similar to us. They have a large following. They have a lot of Blazer fans that follow them and take their opinion and really take it to value. Yeah. A lot and of followers. A, lot of a followers, big influence. Yeah. Big inf- yeah. That's, that's what we mean by big Blazer sources. So as I'll continue, I'll continue to say that if you're going to have an opinion, stick to it until you have a substantial sample size, a.k.a. more than four games in a week. Doesn't take away from the fact that these games can't happen. But can we really say Dame needs to be better down the stretch? And then all of a sudden also say Dame is always a ball hog down the stretch. and doesn't make plays. Basically, everyone is it's an 82 game season. You're going to lose bad games. The fact that it happened in back-to-back games, not nights, back-to-back games sucks against the same team that is going to be fighting for the number one overall pick when it's all said and done. That sucks. But at the same time, you beat a Suns team without Damian Lillard with Jeremy Grant hitting game winner. Next night, Josh Hart hits a game winner in Miami. You beat the Lakers down eight with two minutes left. Simons is a floater over a defensive player of the year candidate, Mikhail Bridges. You honestly, I feel like we're even now. We've lost a really bad game to the Clippers, lost two to the Thunder, and we had a few buzzer beaters, and we were winning all these close games to start the year. 17 and 15 is our record now. I think that's very fair. The fact Mm -hmm. that it's come with extreme highs and extreme lows might be unfortunate. The fact of the matter is that's where we are, and people just need to take a chill pill. We're 32 games into a season. We're over a third of the way there, but we still have the most important two-thirds left. Mm-hmm. So people need to calm down. Don't be prisoner of the moment. If we lose to the Thunder, Dame takes a bad shot. He has a bad shooting night. Guess what? A week ago, we were clamoring over the fact Dame might break the three-point record. It's just the way the NBA goes. So people need to calm down. Yeah. And again, well said. like yeah. we said, 
we still understand and we are still extremely disappointed yes, we're, by we're holding them accountable we just me and west are in the car coming back from seeing a christmas play, play. and we're not in a good mood because we're seeing we lost to the thunder we have no business losing two it's games ducks. to the thunder ducks losing however this is and and for those saying well it's been a month of this it hasn't been because just a week ago like west said when we beat the wolves two times in a row everyone's talking like chauncey's making these great adjustments great job playing watford more here dame you're so clutch down the stretch. You're hitting big shots. And now people are saying, geez, Dame's a ball hog and he never makes plays. Like, we're talking about Damian Lillard, guys. Damian Lillard. I also want to talk about Damian Lillard for a second. How about breaking the franchise record on points? We haven't mentioned Good that point. yet. It happened last time. Let's again. segue into something positive. That's something that only happens like once in a lifetime. Like, yeah, like screw, screw the loss. Like, can we just reflect on Damian Lillard for a moment? Just, yeah. Oh my gosh. When, it's, when he retires and guys. we're older and we're Blazer fans, he's going to be just the most. No, iconic, I'm gonna be just, 80. I'm gonna be 80 years old with my yeah. children. I'm gonna be like, you know, the time when I was young and I was watching this young cat, Damian Lillard. <laughs> yeah, but like, like, we just posted a video. Damian Lillard's best clutch shot versus every team in the NBA. He might be the only one that's actually had a clutch shot within the last five seconds versus every NBA team. That's insane. Yeah, top 75 of all time according to ESPN. Take that as you will. But but those who say on Twitter he's not clutching, he makes bad plays down the stretch because he Again, has one game. But but I, the thing is that it's not that people when they're when people are in an even even mind and are they taking a long term perspective and really thinking, not letting their emotions get the best of them. People have good takes. It's just when you live and die by every game. First of all. The, I used to do this too. I used to wake up every morning because I live on the East Coast and I didn't want to stay up super late. I wake up every morning at like 6 a.m. and watch the Blazer game. And if we lose, it ruined my day. Now it's 82 games. I already know we're not winning more than 55 games and we're not losing more than 55 games. We're somewhere between 35 wins and 55 wins. So why would you get worked up over the 10 wins you win or lose? Like you were saying earlier, we might be the seventh seed. And we're going to miss out on the five seed because we lost back-to-back games against OKC. But there's always a flip side of the coin. There's We had no business winning that Laker game. We had no business winning that Heat game, to be honest. So, you know, at the end of the day, you take you take the season, you take the punches, you take the mountains, you take the valleys. You just live with it. And for the love of God, stop saying that Chauncey's coach of the year and the next week saying he sucks. Like, come no, on. Like, like, if you're going to have a thousand of followers, be professional. I'll respect your opinion if, like, you've said it the whole way and have even said, well, even though this was a win, I don't think Chauncey's that good of a coach, but I just don't like seeing the mixed opinions. Like, for example. But it's, just, way, it's, we, dri- it's driven by emotion. It's driven by That's emotion. And, we like, we see the same thing with Nurk. Like, we, I think we've done a good job of sticking to one opinion with Nurk. We've said he's inconsistent and he can be better. He's going to have really good nights, but at the end of the day, he's probably not the answer for us at center. That doesn't mean we don't like Nurk. That doesn't mean... I love Nurk. Yeah. I love Nurk, but at the end of the day, he might not be the best option for this team, but he's also the best option we have. So, again, he there's going to be times where we are going to hold him accountable and be like, you played like crap tonight. And there's going to be times where we give him his flowers. We're not going to be in this... He sucks, he sucks, he sucks, and we're not going to meet ride him. And the final yeah, thing exactly. is, I know, like, Stay we're, consistent. Kind of, we're starting yeah. to restate ourselves, but um, forgot, just forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, we're kind of – it's funny because we're not ranting about the game. We're ranting about, like, just 
opinions in general but let's oh, yeah, transition yeah, yeah. to okay. something positive yeah after it's a bad it. game and i'm gonna say if i if damian lawyer was in front of me right now i would say i love you and i i'm so glad i can meet you but i would also probably maybe say if he asked me how he thought I he played tonight i would say yeah you struggled tonight and i think you need to be better but that doesn't mean i think that dame is suddenly a bad player, a bad player and dame always make doesn't make plays down the stretch or jeremy grant you're having a bad game like you've been so bad recently like he's still an all-star yes. right now so that's enough of that. I want to let's before we get into the trades, let's touch the other two games. Believe it or yeah, not, we, nice. yeah, we were at. We went. You guys went to both games. That must have been a super fun experience. It was awesome. We we did we put out a vlog about it. If you want to watch it, you find it on our channel. But Link we went to Dallas, Texas, and we went to Houston, Texas. And we went to the Mavericks game, Rockets game. Obviously, we kind of got blown out by the Mavericks. Again, another rough game where I had some choice words for the team after the game. Like we did the vlog and we were walking in the streets, going back to the hotel. And I was like, yeah, I was, it was a piss poor performance by the starters tonight. Bench got a lot of run. Dame played well because he had 21 at the half, but the rest of the starters had a really disappointing performance. Like I'm going to hold those guys accountable, but I'm also not going to say all of a sudden Jeremy Grant's bad. So you got to click because literally the next night we go to Houston and Jeremy Grant, although he did sit out, right. He sat out the Houston game. Like we win, we take care of Houston very handily. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, so again, yep. it honestly it was a fun experience. I learned a lot about just traveling on the road because obviously I said this in the vlog, but NBA players usually fly between locations. You know, I guess you could drive from like I don't even know Sacramento to Sacramento Golden to State. San yeah to Golden State. You could, but. We so we drove to Houston, it was four hours, but just the grind of a back to back, even not even a six game road trip, just a back to back. Like, I was tired waking up and be like, bro, I don't want to go to Houston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fun, it was a fun experience getting to see the guys play back to back nights and just see how their their preparation and their how they practice and how they prepare for a game is the same no matter what arena they're in. So it's cool. Yep. yep. I mean, not much to say about those both games, pretty. Trades? Like one, yeah, one I'll, I'll say the, uh, I'll, just like you said, I'll say Mavericks game. That is the definition of a throwaway game where like you actually couldn't do really anything about that other than the fact that it would have been nice to have someone that could guard Christian Wood on the perimeter. Um, but they just hit all their shots. Like yeah. that's a that's a true game. Like that's one where like you can't do really much about it, and that's not going to happen again this season. Where hopefully you're getting a well. theme that we're not going to really do a lot of basketball breakdown. We're just gonna talk more about the general season but let's mm-hmm. get into some trades it's a little bit of basketball breakdown some trades some trades so the toronto raptors are really um playing below expectations very they have yeah and they have a lot of dudes on that team that are small four power four just a lot of wings you have like fred van vliet and you just have like wings and a lot of these guys are again again the wing position is a very coveted position in the nba three and d and there's two guys because they're not going to trade scotty barnes he's too young uh there's two guys on this thunder not thunder there's two guys on this raptor team that the blazers could go after if the price is right and if the timing is right pascal siakam og Ananobi, cody who would you rather have honestly you are spicy mm. baby yeah, he has the the helicopter offensive game, or OG, <laughs> who we were always talking about. Um, 
especially in the summer when we were talking and trades were lingering. Um, I would probably say, I'd say OG, I guess. Um, I'd say more versatility, I guess, more just skilled all around. I mean, like Siakam's really good, but I think, I don't know. I think I'd rather have OG in my opinion. I mean, we were always wanting him from a, from a long time ago, but can we even trade for him? Is that something? That yeah. Can so I thought, now, I thought he... that's, now that it's December 15th at once, December 15th. Oh yeah. You're right. Around, we can. Now everyone can trade, but I still don't think any of these trades would go down for like another month, but I would assume talks are starting. I agree. I'll probably rather have OG for the reason that he's a better defender. Like he's top three in defensive player of the year, probably right now. He's, he fits into this team more like we already have like Pascal Siakam is better than Jeremy Grant, but we already have like that four that like Pascal and Jeremy Grant are very similar players in a way. Pascal mm-hmm, gifted that. offensively, but Jeremy Grant may bring a little more on defense, but for the most part, they're the same. OG, if you're Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Back. <laughs> yeah, we could go for him. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's available. Uh, OG is going to be less of a package than Pascal. And then also, like, if you slotted him as the starting small forward of the Blazers and replaced Josh Hart, like, that's a really good starting lineup. Um, yeah, so who would you trade for him? Give me some package. Yeah. Some. I think uh, this is the, – the package you have to do is – Because well, what do the Stockton, Raptors need? What do the Raptors need? Like, Well, the Raptors are going to want to – Have a super young have guy. A, have a young guy. Package and can picks, jump out of the gym, a.k.a. Picks. Shane Sharp. If we trade for Pascal – it would definitely require Shane Sharp. It would probably be Josh Hart. It would be Keon. Keon. I mean, that's a big contract. So we would actually maybe have to throw in like a Nurk too. But for the most part, it would be central around Shade and Sharp and Josh Hart. Um, Josh Hart, maybe in a third three team trade, is going to another team that's getting a that wants him as a contender. I got an interesting. Let me hold up. And then for OG, that would be, I don't think you would have to give up Shade and Sharp at like, unless they're just, that's the only way they do it. I think that would be a that would be Josh Hart and Keon Johnson. There's your salary right there. Those are the only two players that necessarily would have to go. And then you give like two picks because right now the Raptors are really coveting their guys and are acting like like there was a report that said OG is going to garner the same trade value as Donovan Mitchell. It's, it's no way, crap! It's a bunch of crap. The mm-hmm. Raptors GM is really good, but he's also like thinks he can fleece whoever he wants to fleece. It's like at some point other gyms are going to catch on that you win every trade. So they're going to either like the the Raptors don't have any leverage. They're the ones looking to switch it up. It's not like people are flocking to Toronto and being like, please give us one of your pieces. We really want it. They only want it because they know the Raptors need to blow it up. Like the Raptors, the Raptors going to be in the East Eastern conference plan and just go out every year. I mean, they're in the worst position in basketball. They're not good and they're not bad. They're just average. They have no future and they have no present. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, giving away, you know, that Shaden Sharp, Josh, I mean, obviously that's kind of like a win now move. And I don't know. I feel like that hurt our future kind of. I don't think I want to do that. I'm not. No, I agree. If like, we're I really keep... like, I don't, would Pascal really help our team that much? And is it worth giving really? away Shaden Sharp, who could be an elite duo next it's, to it's, Simons it's... eight years from now when Dame's old? You know, it's like, it's kind of like a, benefit cost analysis in a way because you have benefits and costs the benefits you're getting a defensive player of the year candidate og, OG oh, yeah, or siakam they're both really good at defense obviously 
And the cons are you're giving up a player that everyone wants on their team and will not cheap you out of any games, Josh Hart. And you're giving up your literally your lottery pick, who is kind of like low could possibly be given the keys to the backcourt with Ant in the future. So that's the, the that's the cost. Now, do the benefits of the possibility of winning a championship. If you're Joe Cronin, you have to be like, how likely can we win a championship with Dame Simons? Grant Siakam and Nurk, or be it OG at small four, either one, compared to how much are we sacrificing our future by giving up Shane Sharp? So that's why I don't envy the GM position because it's really hard to make these calls. But let's be honest when's the last time the, the Blazers made a win now move? I'll give you one. And it was a crap win now move is when we traded for Aaron Aflalo. <laughs> I mean, I would I would say even the Jeremy Grant trade was kind of a win now move in a way. I mean, again, it was, was a it was a up. it was a it was a building block. Dude. It was a win now move, but it wasn't one of those where it's like if you, this doesn't work, it's yeah. you're, you're going in a rebuild because we only gave up that one pick. Part of the reason why I just like vomit in my mouth when you mentioned trading Shane Sharp, it's like this guy's 19 years old. Like you think Simons is young, right? You think Simons yeah. is young? He's 23 years old. He's 19. In four years from now, he will still be what Simons is today in terms of youth. And do you see how good he is? These yeah, days? Shane like, Sharp is better than Simons dude. was as a rookie, obviously, because he's actually so like giving that away for just a you know yeah. player that would make us would he even make yeah he'd make us probably a bit might, bit look, better. If but you like, can get if you can get OG for like Josh Hart, obviously he's got to go. It's I'm sorry, he's the best trade asset, and that's and that's, that's a Josh compliment Hart. to him. That's a compliment to him. Keon Johnson picks like I'd almost rather give up more picks than Shane Sharp because you know what you have in Shane Sharp Mm -hmm. you don't know what you you can draft in the future you could you could draft Nolan Smith for all we're saying sorry (laughs) Nolan Smith but that just I got my I thought of him from last podcast but I want to bring up a possible three-team deal I don't know how viable this is or how likely this is but there's also rumblings coming out of Chicago that DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Bulls organization, they don't see eye to eye. They're not on the same page. Zach Levine could be traded very soon. DeMar DeRozan could be traded. I think Levine's more likely just because I think DeRozan's the better player. I think if – because uh, I was listening to, like, what people would say is one of the biggest Bulls fans on the internet, and that is Kenny from the Through the Wire pod. He thinks if they're trading one of them, they're just going to blow up the whole thing. Because what is the point of keeping yeah. DeRozan? But that doesn't change the thing for the Blazers. Because obviously, if we were to get someone from them, it would just be one of them. So continue. Well, what I was going to say was we wouldn't get anyone from the Bulls. But what we would do is go into a three-team deal with Toronto, where one of Levine and DeRozan are going to Toronto. Toronto is giving us OG. And we give Chicago and Toronto probably pick. Chicago probably gives... Chicago wouldn't give a pick. Chicago would get picks from probably us. Like you could give Chicago Josh Hart, Keon, and a pick. I mean, Zach Levine probably gets a. I mean, you're trading Zach Levine, or you're trading Keon, Josh Hart, and a first for Zach Levine. It you probably do it, but the thing, I it's gross for the Bulls. The Blazers, you do it, but the thing is, you go through Chicago instead of Toronto because Toronto's just going to ask for way more than they should get because the GM thinks he can fleece yeah, everyone. That's fair. It pisses me L- off. Let me just ask a basic question. You guys like just from a basic NBA, just fan standpoint, 
who do the Blazers need? What type of player do we need necessarily? Because I feel like every okay, I feel like yeah. every roster standpoint, you know, we're solid. It's like we got Damon CJ, Damon CJ, Damon Simons <laughs> as a backcourt. You have Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, those two versatile players we were always looking for for years and years. We have Nurk, of course. You can argue we want someone better, but all the center center rumors have died down, obviously. And then I feel like our bench, in my opinion, is what's lacking. But then you have Gary Payton coming later. It's just like, I'm, I don't know. I feel way more confused on what the Blazers need compared to like years prior because I feel like this is the roster he wanted. And I generally think we can win a championship with this roster. I'm not sitting here being like, I have. I don't think we have any chance. But when we're healthy and we have, like I said, Gary Payton back, who's a big part because our bench is kind of mid and he would obviously hey, make I'm our not- bench way better. But, not gonna overreact, like I said, but we're fully healthy right now, pretty much. No, what are you talking about? Nasir just went out. Justin Wizzle yeah, just I, went out. Gary Payton's out. Fair. Cap, bro. You're right. Cap. Okay. Okay. Will you ask what would make our team better? What do we need? We need more bigs because we only have one player that's seven foot size. and one player that's over six ten. Drew Eubanks is six eight. He's the same size as Jeremy Grant. Um. No way. He is. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. On on paper, but paper lies. He's um he's not taller than that. We we saw him in person. Um See, that's short. How we need blocks. Josh Hart is six five. As hard as he plays as a small forward, at the end of the day, he's not a small forward. He's a shooting guard slash lowercase letters, small forward. He can play it, but he's a shooting guard. If we got like I get I we like how our team is right now, and our team, if this stuck together, we would still have a good chance to get out of the first when I say good chance, we would have a chance to get out of the first round. And at the end of the day, we have a chance against every team. But our team could look drastically better if we got someone that is one of the best defenders in the NBA, can knock down his shots in an OG on an OB. And I don't want to just single out him because there's probably other guys in the league that could solidify whether that's the three, whether that's our center, whether that's getting up a good scorer off the bench. Because who's scoring the ball off the bench right now? Our bench is good, but we can't rely on – Trendon Watford to go out. And I mean, it's 15. probably Shane Sharp. And he's I love Kay, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, he, he he doesn't deserve to be like, he doesn't have to be relied on. He shouldn't be. He's 19, like you said, Cody. So, yeah. well, there's clear holes. What I would say is this team, for some reason, I feel like this team and the Raptors are just like linked. It's because the Blazers have that, like, the a, yeah, the Blazers have been linked with them in the past. And we also like, we have the package and we have the clear hole to where OG on and OB could slot in. I'm not really for the Pascal because if you're trading Pascal, trade well, Jeremy Pascal, Grant can play the three. The problem is we would probably have to trade Jeremy Grant if we're getting Pascal because we have to match their salary. And we don't, unless they accept a Nurk and Hart deal, they, why would they want use of Nurkish? They, like, yeah. Like, if they're rebuilding. Yeah. But again, I feel like this, these teams have been linked ever since the Raptors won a championship in 2019 i feel like and we went to the western conference finals 2019 and i just feel like training gary trent jr there you know just being linked with them in deals in the past mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it we're getting og boys i'm gonna say it right now we i you know how many times we talked about jeremy grant and we'd be like we're getting jeremy grant and i know it didn't work the trade deadline and we were disappointed but it ended up happening in the summer. So we're getting OG. 
And guess what? You, if this doesn't happen, you're going to add it to my long list of horrific takes. Okay. <laughs> so he's going to be at the three and then our starting lineups. Gonna, and guess gonna it's going to in happen in the off season. Okay. That's a, okay. And here's my thing. If we trade, for because we're not going to overpay at the trade deadline. Please. I'm not going to copy. I'm not going to copyright. and I'm not going to plagiarize. I'm going to state my sources of where I was just convinced that the Blazers could realistically have a good chance to win a championship next year. And this is coming from another Blazer podcast that actually I respect and has a bird's eye view of the season and understands it. That's the Jack Ramsey's podcast with Danny Morang and Brandon Sprague. They were like, you trade Josh Hart, Keon Johnson, one or two first round picks. You get OG on an OB right now. Already your team gets better and your expectations go up for this season. You get out of the first round. You're still learning each other and you get knocked out in a close second round. You're going into the off season with one of the best all around starting fives in the NBA. Shane Sharp's getting older. Nasir's getting older. Gary's now in for a full season. And you now are going into the off season, not with questions you're going into. We just only played half a season with a really good starting lineup. We have the depth. We can actually probably convince those players that are good veteran players that end up on minimum salaries that end up just going to the Knicks or not Knicks, the Lakers and the Celtics and the Heat and all the good teams. Maybe that we could convince them because James is pretty good. Simons is young. We love Chauncey. And boom, we finally get some good depth. We get that Seth Curry in 2019 depth where we're getting in good quality role players and we're not relying on, no offense, Drew Eubanks, Drew Eubanks. And we go into that season with real championship aspirations. That all stems back to the OG on an OB trade, which is still like, got to pull the trigger. And who knows if we can even get them. Look, it, you might overpay. There's but, a path. But again, there's a path. Look look at the Raptors. The Raptors got Kawhi for a year. They were willing to go get Kawhi for one year. They knew he wasn't going to stay. Kawhi didn't want to stay in Toronto. He was always going to LA. He stays for a year. The gamble paid off. They won a championship. Mil- Milwaukee's different because Giannis is committed there. But, like, these championship windows are very small. And if I'm Joe Cronin, you want to make a mark on this franchise, go get that dude at the wing. We haven't had that dude at the wing since probably Scottie Pippen in 2000. And that wasn't even the best mm-hmm. version of Scottie Pippen. Like, you yeah. could probably say Clyde. Would OG be the best wing since Clyde? Is that a bad take? When you say wing, like, literally the three position. The three True position. wing. So not like a Brandon Roy, not like a, yeah. No, Brandon Roy was a combo guard. OG would probably like it'd be I, Nick Batum. Not gonna OG's like, better than I, Nick Batum. I might be missing a player, but it would probably be OG, yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's six he's six seven. No, that was even now the height and the starting five replacing yes. Josh Hurt at six five. And then you that's, have that's a deadly starting two five. elite not I'm not, I don't it's hard for me to rate defenders in this league because it changes a lot by game and some good players get beat all the time. But you have two very good defenders in Jeremy Grant and OG Ananobi. You have Yusuf Nurkic for all the criticism he gets. It's still an elite rim protector. And you have rim protector. Uh, wait, what did you just say? Sorry, I might have heard you. Elite rim protector? Let's not throw around that elite term. Okay, he's a good okay, rim he's a protector. Great he's not Jared Allen, but he's going to protect the rim and he's not in his canter. He's a top 10 <sighs> defensive center. Okay. I and think he is. Lillard and Simons, baby. Yeah. And when you put him in the right That's coverage, deadly. when you put him in drop coverage, he's elite. At defense, before he got injured, we were playing drop coverage with him, and he was elite, and that's why we were the three seed because he had his best season. Now we're asking him to hedge De'Aaron Fox in the open court. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, and also, well, why, what 
would we not just continue to play drop coverage if that's what we've always been doing? We're not playing drop coverage. We're not this year. Well, I feel every like we year, a lot this year. Yeah, every year we keep also saying like, Damian Lillard, when's he gonna fall off? When's he gonna fall off? And he just hasn't, and he hasn't. Just the more we wait, the more. But honestly, at the end of the day, I think our future is good enough where even if Dame's past his peak, and I don't know how much, like he's he isn't now, but I'm just saying next year or the following year, like we're still we don't need Dame to be the best player. I mean, yes, we do, but you know what I mean. Like we can, you don't want to wait, but then again, like we can do it. Like as Dame is not an MVP player anymore. Speaking of, uh, why is everyone saying Dame is playing bad this season? It actually is pissing me off. He's 45, 40, and 90 on the year. Can we yeah. talk? Like, wow. why is everyone? Fans everyone is criticizing him. Like, dude, these are insane numbers. It, it's Ridiculous. It goes with everything. It's just, I don't know how, like, someone can look at a Dame season, Anthony season, Jeremy season, and still say, like, yes, you can have bad or rough patches, but to say, like, Simons and Dame clearly aren't going to work or Dame is past his prime, I, I don't want to keep nitpicking at the, what other people say because at the end of the this day, general a, a lot, at the end of the day, a lot of it is just, like, for the clicks. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to act like we haven't fallen, like, victim to that back when we first started this. But I think now we're realizing, like, you want to still – you want to give out genuine and factual-based opinions and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like – do you feel like our starting five, after all the trades that we've done and all the moves we've made since our 2021 blow-up, are we exceeding expectations or not? Or I, meeting think, them. I think I would say we're absolutely exceeding expectations for like but the fact that we've been able to turn it around this fast. I think we're just in the middle. Who like did you really think we would like when you saw that we traded CJ and we traded all those people last year? Like right like the day after, did you really think we would have like this good record? of a team next year? Like there's no way. Is that before? Yeah, I didn't even think we were right right no, no, that's before, before game. I mean, before, right after yeah. like when we when we were starting to blow up the team. Right at that trade deadline, when we're getting back all these trash, I would say we, obviously not. I did not think we'd be this good. Exactly. It was before we drafted Shane Sharp, signed Jeremy. I know Grant. we didn't. Ex- we didn't expect to just go out. But and I do think that. you have to set the expectations when you know what the team is. Like you can't set expectations. No, he said. He he said, "Are you surprised that our starting lineup looks this good considering we blew up the team last year?" He's not saying, mm-hmm. "Are we better than expected?" Oh, like. Did you expect our team to like went like go through the blow up this fast? I'm um, saying no. Mm-hmm. I will say I did not expect this lineup to be this good. I figured we'd always get. I figured we get Jeremy Grant. I figured we'd have one new piece. I didn't think Josh Hart would start. To be honest, I thought Nasir would start, and just because Josh Hart's an elite bench player, but he's because he's a good starter, but he would have been elite off the bench. Like if there's a obviously it's an, an impossible, but if there's a way to have. Dame Simons, OG Grant Nurk with Josh Hart off the bench. You that's a championship caliber exactly. team right there. Exactly. But you, Josh Hart's getting traded if he if we do make it pull the trigger and make a deal. That is the unfortunate thing, like I said about Portland. Just uh, like a lot of teams can go out there and say, let's just add this guy, and they can do it without losing someone because they have like the free agency and stuff like that. But I think that's why I almost want Portland to 
if and I don't want them to overpay. If we're, I don't want to. I would not trade Shane Sharp for OG Ananobi because at the end of the day, I don't. We're not championship favorites with OG. We that puts us in like probably the upper echelon of it make us better though. How many eggs makes, you want to put it in? It basket. makes us better, absolutely. But I think you're not going to mortgage your prized possession star player or star or not star player, young player um, for OG. If you're getting obviously someone that's an already an all star and stuff like that, then sure. But if you do get OG for the right price, you're trading a couple picks and you're trading Josh Hart. And and we keep saying Josh Hart. And the, again, the reason we're saying Josh Hart is because the salaries match. If they took Nurk, sure, we would do that too. But you have the opportunity to become possibly a destination for players to come, maybe next offseason. You never know, though. So I, I'm trying to think if there's other teams that could sell. We could talk about the Utah Jazz. How do we talk about a center position? Because you're saying how we want to change that. Mm -hmm. You know, our second tallest player is six foot nine, which is not very tall for the second tallest player on an NBA team. Um, Do you have any centers in mind who you'd like? Even someone from like the G League or pick up, like, (laughs) or if we were in a championship, we probably need someone better than that. Like, yeah, I sure I I would want an upgrade for Nurk, but I'm not gonna like break my back to go try and get that. I think. I think that you do like if we ended up keeping Eubanks and Nurk, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get what has driven best. you to just what has driven you to want a second option, I guess. Because like I, th- I, I, I agree like with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Nurk? But then again, Eubanks like I agree with you, but then again, Eubanks has just been playing so well. It's just like I don't want to like imagine Eubanks Eubanks production and the body of like Mo Bamba. I do think that yeah, that'd be sweet. Eubanks is I think we're kind of looking at Eubanks's like effort and it's kind of covering up the fact that he's just which is great the the fact he's giving effort like the fact that we're having this, this conversation it's good. Kind of, the cool thing about this team is I'm not going to say past teams didn't try necessarily but this team really puts in the effort and it sucks that we lost today and the, the day before but it's not from a lack of trying like Josh Hart's at 6-5 grabbing double digit rebounds and out jumping centers so I mean this team puts an effort, but Drew Eubanks is a sense or is an example of where effort is covering up some deficiencies, which is a but good forget thing. Effort, forget effort. Is he not good? Like I look at the screen and I look at this guy and I, and can you look at that and say, this is a second center option for a championship team? No. Or are you saying no? So you're saying, okay, no, I won't say no. I'm no, I'll say no, no. Yes, okay. if if he was on like a team that had tons of talent around him, yes. Or if he was backing up Joel Embiid, yes. But well, and, and you're saying in a big or in a guard because we have talent. We have Dame. We have Simons. We're talented. Well, not saying, bench. And, we're not. We're not. I get we're looking at it from like a Blazers lens and through Blazers glasses. But if you compare our bench to the rest of the benches in the NBA, it's probably not a top fifteen bench at the end of the day. We don't have one guy mm-hmm. that's probably averaging over 10 points off the bench. So mm-hmm. we clearly rely on our starters, and that's just how our team is built right now. But going back to Eubanks, at the end of the day, I get Eubanks has been good, but we we just you need size. You need us, you need actual centers. You can't okay. Eubanks. I see. A, he might wear down over a course of an 82 game season because he's battling with people that are three inches taller than him and have 30 pounds on him 
And then two, he just, I don't want to say this without, I don't want to act like I've been disappointed with Eubanks or like he's not over exceeding expectations, but given the fact that Nurk is as inconsistent as he can be, you need someone coming off the bench that you don't have to change your complete game plan when he's on the floor because we can't play the same way with yeah. Eubanks that we play with Nurk. He, yeah, because okay. he's smaller. We're asking him to do something that he's not that he shouldn't be doing because of his size. So we need mm-hmm. a, you're saying we need another center. Okay, I see that. Yeah, it's really just size and and we need we a de- just a deeper bench. Yeah, like if we could get like one good scorer off the bench, like if we, I'm. I hope we make a move. I think we will because Joe has said over and over that we will. But it's just if you can at least check one box, whether that's you know Gianna Obi or someone of that level at the three, whether that's a guy who can go score off the bench, or if that's a backup big that brings size, then I'll say it's like it's a passable trade deadline. You know who'd be elite for this team that we will never get, but just for probably how much of a great role player is like Bobby Portis. But then again, Bobby Portis. Well, that's that actually checks in a way two boxes. So never mind. I was gonna say he's he's not necessarily like seven foot, but he brings so much to the other. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, he would be really good. But yeah, it's interesting. Hopefully the Blazers make a move. So we I mean, will see. Our be- yeah, we just seen a, again Gary Payton coming back. When is he? Oh, oh, guys! I heard. Uh, okay. I heard. I heard some interesting news. In two weeks, Gary Payton is going to be evaluated. In two weeks, you know that? <laughs> Are you serious? No. No, he's making a joke. Okay, I was going to say, in two weeks, he's going to be evaluated. In two weeks, I was like, but how did know? I not see that? That was very gullible of me. But I, had, I was like, I will say that it was. Uh, it was. I think it was maybe like at this point nine days ago or ten days ago that he was going to make his debut within one to two weeks. Well, he's got four more days to make his debut, and we've got one game in those four days. So maybe he makes his debut. Dude, come back, bro. It's crazy. Oh I, I, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. but Playing full that, practices. I bet if he was like 24, he'd be playing already, but I guess you got to be a little careful because he's 29. I don't know. Dude, come back, bro. Get out of your bench uniform. Yes. Stop being Zach Collins. Stop being Anthony Davis. Come back. Play. Yeah, Anthony you Davis know. is out. You saw that? He's out for a month, you know, and he's he was playing like an MVP, people were saying. But then again, it's AD. So at the end of the day, you knew it was happening, you knew it was gonna come. So not to be mean, but you knew it was happening. Like, yeah, that's unfortunate. But that's our trade talks. That's our reaction to the four games. Um we're not um, gonna standings real quick. We're not gonna Wesky, we're doing a podcast. Um it's you, bro. We are gonna, this guy. We're gonna be this guy. What? Where where are we gonna be? Uh, I've lost my train of thought. We're uh, gonna be at Charlotte. Yes, yes, we're gonna be at the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte game, which is now officially I think four days away. Believe it or not. Hey, hey, hey! Or Charlotte has eight wins. So if we lose that game, I think it's a ramp pod. Oh yeah. Oh, it's absolutely a ramp pod. It's a ramp pod outside of Moda, which is which is funny because we're talking. And we're about all gonna be together. We might some fists might be swinging around. You don't know what's going to happen. We're talking about all DMS. these people who ran after every game. So that's kind of <laughs> ironic, but but like, will, it's funny. But we actually, it's, yeah, we actually will be running right now. Yeah, can we see it? Oh, it's like it looks like that. That's kind of cool. That'll be what. Well, that will be what we're recording the vlog on when we go. 
That's small. That's actually really nice. It's a really good camera. Look at the size. When did you get that? I got last Christmas and didn't open until like a week ago. So. Uh, wow, those Montana vlogs could have been so cool. Yeah, yikes. All right, anyway, well, um, that is going to the do future. it for this. Uh, wait, what, what, what? Quick, quick, quickly. Let's just look at the standings in our next couple games before we wrap it up. Um, sitting in the seventh spot, are we happy with that? I do think we will pass the Kings. I, If the Kings are ahead of us come March or April, whenever the season ends, I'll be very disappointed. However, I do think the Warriors are also passing us. So I think that evens out. Are the Warriors passing us? Steph's out for like three weeks. I think they are passing us. Uh, <laughs> I, well, they gave 91 points up at halftime. Today. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they have real struggles. But no, I to say the Warriors won't pass us is just, it's a bad take. They were just the champions. They'll, they'll get their groove on. There's some heated heated exchanges going on down there, but you know they're going to come back like they always do. But I truly think we will be ahead of the Kings by the time or future goes on. I think the Warriors will pass us. So I think seven is a realistic spot. I mean, okay. what do you guys think? I would Blow say us if, is Utah. Again, yeah. Once again, if I had to put money on where the Blazers finish, I will say in the six to eight range with majority of my money being on the seven seed. That's right now. That's and that's right been now. what it that's what it was when we were five and you know, one. That's what it was when we were seven, seventeen and thirteen, and now now. But you know, you know what's cool. You know what is cool about this year is right now the top three seeds are looking like Memphis, Denver, New Orleans in any way. I'm not scared of any one of them. We beat New Orleans without Dame on the road. We've beaten Denver twice already. We blew them out of home. We did lose once. We haven't beaten Memphis yet. But I'm not scared of any of them. This isn't a backcourt Splash Brothers team with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, who's the Dennis Rodman of this era. Okay, this is players who are it's beatable. The, it, the West is wide open. I'm not saying we're going to win the finals. But I, I didn't say that, but finals. I'm saying the an eight seed versus one seed matchup. It's not that crazy. We we have shown that we can play with the best teams in the West. At least we got clapped by Cleveland and Milwaukee. That's fine. We're not going to the finals anyway. Okay. Well, even if we did, we'd have to, you know, win four games at or win some games at TD Garden. Win four against Boston, which is probably has less chance of happening yeah. than what? Yeah. I don't even know what to say because there's nothing. It's impossible. But then you're making it hope. No. I mean, look, point, yeah, true. We need point being, you just got to get into the playoffs and you have a chance against any team, I feel. So agreed. That's agreed. that's all I got for this one. But that's next two games. I want to be a top four. Are we, are we winning back to back these this week? Okay. Are we winning oh. both games? <laughs> Yeah, we do. I guess we do it at the end of every pod. We'll look at the week yep. ahead. We'll do it really quick because That's... it's time to wrap up. There's two games. Two games this week, Cody? Two oh. games till next pod. Sorry, let me put up. We have a nice Friday, schedule. Monday. Yeah. Two games. Two games. So we got at Nuggets. We are, we are spanking the Hornets at home. We are literally taking them. Pause. And spanking them. Pause. Okay. The Nuggets, okay. this is what we're going to do. We're, we're pretty pissed that the Nuggets beat us, and we are coming off two really bad losses. I would like to see some urgency in that game. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a key, right, Cody? We're gonna take a key. Okay. We're gonna take this lock. We're gonna put the key in, and we are going to be locked and locked. locked in. Okay. Well, just Against like that. Denver. Yep. Damian Lillard. We're, Lord, in. we're gonna in. look at that clock and say. It's time to turn punch back in the, the clock, clock. Punch in the clock, punch it. We got to punch the clock. 
and we've got to have the Dame time. I'm kidding. I don't even want Dame time because we're going to beat him by 30. Okay, that's and then happen. I'm going to go but... on Twitter, and everyone's going to say, Damian Lillard's the greatest player of all time. And I'm going to pull up the receipts and say, fake ban. Kidding. I'm not going to do that. But I'd love to see a double against the Nuggets. Oh, well, it's, okay. it's not unrealistic. I'm, I don't think Every it's game against the Nuggets is a good game. Yeah, when has the last, win. like, no one blows anybody out, it feels like. Yeah, hopefully we don't eat our words. And I would love to see Denver win. If we do lose to Denver, though, and beat the Hornets, I'll be – I guess I'll be satisfied. But let's just spank the Hornets because I, I want to – we're going to that game. touch 500 the whole year. We haven't yet. We're not doing it. That we touched 500 before it started. Just kidding. That was really stupid and cringe. All right, nice. Wait. Hmm? Wait, we were – when were we 500? No, we weren't. You're right. Oh, we were 0-0. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah pretty funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll be at the Hornets game. Um, hopefully we spank them. I don't want it to be close. Uh, we should beat them by 40. Sure. I w- but I do want Lamelo to play. I do want to see him play in person. And I'd rather him by play. Two, play. I'll be just as happy because a win is a win. And that would mean I'll finally get to see a close Blazer game. <laughs> Never had yeah, in true. person, it two, feels like. Two blowouts in a row. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe, like, subscribe. comment, and uh, do all those things. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Peace.